when I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? <laughs> that is exactly how we beat the woke by mocking them. And just for the record, for the first 15 seconds, I couldn't tell if it was a parody or not. That's how you know it's good stuff. All right, let's get it. Break time, noon episode. Twelve oh three right now. Oh, God. We in here, man. Yeah. We got a cheating story. We got an article. We got cheating stories. And we're gonna have ourselves a good time. I'm at my job. What the? On break. Just relaxing. Just relaxing. Oh boy. It's like this fat this past five hours seems like two, but not really. And to know I only got three hours and 30 minutes left, that's good. So I'm happy about that. You know what I'm saying? I got this little joint, but I'm gonna save that for when I get home. You know what I mean? I'm just chilling right now. I don't need to get high all the time. Alright? What the? That's right, I'm doing a sober episode by choice. A sober episode by choice, ladies and gentlemen. We're making progress. Alright, and matter of fact, where's Uncle Trump? Where's Uncle Trump? We need to build a wall. Yes. God. Oh, man. Again, I'm not gonna lie, man. I really wanna, I really wanna spark this joint. <laughs> I really wanna spark this joint, but I'm gonna be smart about it. I'm gonna wait until I get home, get a chance to relax, smoke a little herb, smoke the herb that I have left, which is like, let me see what this shit looks like. When I pull, when I pull out weed and shit, I always have like a, a reaction to just light it. Oh, this is like small, small. Well, not small, small, but small. Not enough for this episode, so I'm just gonna save it till I get home. 
I'm doing this one episode today, but before we do that, wait a minute, what the? This is a disclaimer. Disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. I gotta do something with my sound, but I don't feel like doing that. I just hope that the sound quality is fine. But anyway, you guys already know what it is, man. Jersey Judah, and I'm back with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. So I was thinking um, this morning, actually, I'm sitting in the exact spot that I was sitting in when I pulled up to the job this morning. And I'm like, I want to do something different. I know I'm going to talk about a cheating story. Matter of fact, let's uh, let's be safe here and close out the sound for now. We'll close out the soundboard for now. Go back into my playlist here. Go to noon show because it's past noon and we're going to go through a video called it's cut short for some reason such a long fucking title i left my rude intoxicated friend with benefit at tgi fridays after she gave me attitude for not i don't know okay so we got we got a little uh we got video 14 minutes and 35 seconds from tony's cheating stories check him out he black Check them out on YouTube. Um, but let's 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 talk about something. I gathered an article because I was talking about, you know, this morning I was brainstorming like, all right, I'm going to talk about a cheating story. Although this technically isn't a cheating story. Friends with benefits. We'll let you figure that out. But I decided to get an article from ifstudies.org. Ifstudies.org. And the article is called, Who Cares? Oh, my bad. Who Cheats More? The Demographics of I... Oh, my God. Let me... Let me <laughs> what the... All right. Who Cheats More? The Demographics of Infidelity in America by Wendy Wang. At Wendy Wang. I'm guessing that's her tweeter. Um, but I want to start this off with an article. So, you know, bear with me. And it goes as followed. The last few months of 2017 treated us to a whirlwind of news coverage on sexual harassment and abuse with powerful men from Hollywood to Washington, D.C. Well, we can guess. I can only assume that Wendy Wang is a woman. But anyway, it continues into the new year with Missouri Governor Eric, whatever his name is, he white, uh, the latest to fall. And most of these men are married. Uh, when Time Magazine picked the silent breaker as the 2017 person of the year, a few people paid attention to other groups of women negatively impacted by the fallout. I do not agree with that whatsoever. Do not agree with that whatsoever. The whole Me Too thing. Give me a break. All right. Um, The spouses of the men who engaged in inappropriate or even criminal, in some cases, sexual behavior to these women, sexual harassment slash abuse also means infidelity. In general, men are more likely than women to cheat. (laughs) Come on. 20 percent of men and 13 percent of women reported that. They've had sex with someone other than their spouses while married. According to data from the recent General Social Survey, GSS, however, as the figure above indicates, this gender gap varies by age. Amongst ever ever married 
adults ages 18 to 29, women are slightly more likely than men to be guilty of infidelity. 11% versus 10%. But this gap quickly reverses amongst those ages 30 to 34 and grows wider, uh, wider, excuse me, in older age groups. Infidelity for both men and women increased during the middle ages. Women in their 60s report the highest rate of infidelity, 16%, but the share goes down sharply amongst women in their 70s and 80s. I wonder why. They're, 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 dead. they're near dead, all right? You 70 and 80 and you cheating on your wife and husband, you should kill yourself. Anyway, by comparison, the infidelity rate among men among men in their 70s is the highest. Holy shit, 26%. And it remains high amongst men 80 and older, 24 Thus, the gender gap in cheating peaks amongst the oldest age group, 80 plus, a difference of 18% between men and women. Uh, Trend data going back to the 90s suggests that men have always been more likely than women to cheat. Even so, older men were no longer likely to cheat than their younger peers in the past. In the 90s, the infidelity rate peaked amongst men age 50 to 59 with 31% and women ages 40 to 49 with 18%. It was lower for both men and women in the older end of the age spectrum. Why is this constantly repeating the same shit? Between 2000 and 2009, the highest rate of infidelity shifted to men ages 60 to 69, which is 29%, and women 50 to 59, which is 17%. Meanwhile, the gender gap at age 80 plus from 5% to 12% in two decades. Oh, so, all right, I get it. Makes sense. Um, A generation or cohort effect is likely to contribute to this shifting gender gap in infidelity. As Nicholas Wolfinger noted, In an early post, Americans born in the 1940s and 50s reported the highest rate of extramarital sex, perhaps because they were the first generation to come of age during the sexual revolution. My analysis by gender suggests that men and women follow a slightly different age pattern when it comes to extramarital sex. Women born in the 1940s and 50s are more likely than other women to be unfaithful to their spouse. And men born in the 30s and 40s have a higher rate than other age groups of men. The higher infidelity rates amongst those two cohorts contribute to the changing pattern and the gender gap as they grow older over time. In addition to gender and age, the infidelity rate also differs by a number of other demographics and social factors. For example, cheating is somewhat more common amongst black adults. What the? These niggas racist, man. Come on now. Oh, no. See, now I got to now I got to. Oh, man. Shit. Son of a bitch. Now I got to open my sound back up. Quick sidebar. Damn, they got to mention the blacks. What the? N-word, N-word. All right, the blacks. N-word, N-word, N-word. All right, let's get back to the article. That surprises me, by the way, that they put that. Um, Too bad I lost my spot and where I was reading. But let me see if I can catch up here. What the? All right, infidelity, blah, blah, blah. However, blah, blah, blah. Give the factor, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Oh, here we are. Here we are. For example, cheating is somewhat more common amongst black adults. Some 22% of ever married blacks said that they cheated on their spouse compared to 16% of whites and 13% of Hispanics. This is a big deal because blacks are 13 to 14% of the country's population and they're at 22% of cheaters compared to 16% white 
and 13% Hispanic. Moving on. And amongst black men, the rate is highest. 28% reported that they've had sex with someone other than their spouse, compared with 20% of the whites, white men, and 16% of Hispanic men. Uh, A person's political identity, family background, and religious activity are also related to whether or not they cheat. Overall, Democrats ages, oh, excuse me, Democrats, adults who didn't grow up in intact families and those who rarely or never attended religious services are more likely than others to cheat on their spouse. For example, 15% of adults who grew up with both biological parents have cheated on their spouses before compared to 18% of those who did not grow up and intact families. On the other hand, having a college degree is not linked to a higher chance of cheating. (laughs) Right. Almost equal shares of college-educated adults and those with high school or less education have been unfaithful to their spouses, 16% versus 15%. And the share among adults with some college education is slightly higher with 18%. Given that many of these factors could be interrelated, I ran a regression model to test the independent effect of each factor. Basically, holding all of the other factors equal, will each factor still be related to the odds of cheating? It turns out that most of these differences, such as age, race, party, identity, religion, Um, family background are significant even after controlling for other factors and a person's education level is not significant is not significantly associated with cheating what a surprise however when it comes to who is more likely to cheat women and men share very few traits Uh, Separate regression models by gender suggest for the men being a Republican and growing up in an intact family are not linked to a lower chance of cheating. I wonder why this, you know, this uh, article seems kind of biased, right? Because they're mentioning, well, if you're a Democrat, you grew up with family. There's no difference. But if you're a Republican and you grew up with an intact family, it doesn't make a difference. All right. Anyway, but race, age. And religious service attendance are still significant factors. Likewise, men's education level is also positively linked to their odds of cheating. By comparison, party ID, family, background, and religious services. All right, they're repeating the same thing. No disrespect. I don't give a fuck. So just to go through, just wanted to go through a few things. Uh, Matter of fact, let's read this last two paragraphs, actually. Men who cheated are more likely than their female peers to be married amongst men. Among men who have cheated on their spouse before, 61% are currently married, while 31% are divorced or separated. However, only 44% of women who have cheated before are currently married, while 47% are divorced or separated. Um, The gender difference could reflect the fact that men are more likely to be remarried than women. Wait, men are more likely to be remarried than women after divorce. A portion of currently married, quote unquote, cheaters may be remarried since we can't tell from the data whether or not the person who cheated is still married to the spouse or cheated on. Okay. now, Wendy Wang is a director of research at the Institute for Family Studies and a former senior researcher at Pew Research Center, where she conducted research on married, gender, work, and family life in the United States. All right. Didn't really, I mean, take it however you want to take it. I just find that to be a tad bit biased, but hey, you didn't hear that from me. All right. But we got Tony's cheating stories. We got a guy, I'm guessing, left his intoxicated friends with benefits because she was bitching about something. So without further ado, man, let's jump right on in. Oh, 
shit. Do I want to do that? No, I don't. I don't. I don't, but I do. I want to give it an apology. <laughs> I want to give an apology to Tony's cheating stories. Um, this isn't Tony's cheating stories, which I was wondering why the fuck is this story on Tony's cheating stories channel? This is a content creator that I was looking for when I lost my previous uh, YouTube account and it's strong, successful male. So let's give it up for strong, successful male. Let's continue. All right, guys, welcome back to strong, successful male. So for today, I'm going to go over a pretty entertaining email that was sent from a subscriber. That's from a guy, sounds like he's about uh, 42, maybe 43 years old. And he shares his story about events that happened about 20 years ago with a gal that he started seeing after he got out of a three-year committed relationship with his prior girlfriend. You're going to see when he started dating her. After being in a relationship for three years, he was taking his time. And this gal, turns out that she was someone from his past. He went to high school with her. She really liked him back then. And she was pursuing him now that he was single. So it was she was like the low-hanging fruit. You didn't have to put a whole lot of... Recipe for disaster. Right? You're a guy. You just got out of a three-year relationship. You want to take things slow. You want to relax. You want to see what's out there. And a, a, a woman from your past, and it's not that y'all were together, it's just a woman you know from school, a woman you know from town, whatever. She pursues him, right? She wants to be with him. He wants time to himself to kind of figure out what he wants. So like I said, man, recipe for disaster. Put into it, it was pretty easy for him. Problem is, is that from the get-go, he's starting noticing some red flags. Now, if this happened today, he would know to bail, but he didn't know back then. And also, after about a month, she was really trying to get him to commit to her in a relationship. And when things didn't go her way, that's when the crazy really came out to a final clim climactic event happening at TGI Fridays. Jesus. Any other So there's place? a lot of lessons in this story, guys. One, always pay attention to red flags. You see some red flags early on in the dating process. Best to bail. You don't need to let those red flags become... Are TGIF, is TGIF Fridays still around? Just a weird question. Before, a couple of years ago, before I had got the job that I was at, I had this one buddy of mine. I wouldn't call him a friend, but he was a buddy. They're two different things. I'll explain that in another episode. So I had this buddy of mine, and, you know, he was uh, a bartender. So he worked at the bartender. He bartended. When I met him, he was in, like, his 30s. But he was always talking about, yo, man, if you need a job, let me know. And at that time, I was already working. Like, dude, I'm working. Like, I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I got benefits. You know how people say you get benefits. You know what I mean? But I was doing all right. I ended up losing that job. I think I mentioned this before. I lose. I lost that job because I had got caught with some weed. And it wasn't like an ounce. It wasn't even a dime bag. It was a roach. And I lost my job because of it. And so he was like, yo, man, you know, this one place is hiring. I'm like, what place is it? Because I'm thinking it has something to do with what I do. You know, I'm mostly cleaning. Like today, for example, I'm I'm cleaning. I have this big ass like uh, pressure washer. And like I'm cleaning bathroom walls and bathroom floors like that's the shit I do for a living. Right. It's not fun. It's not exciting, but it's work. But he's like, nah, man, I need you. Uh, they need a dishwasher. I'm like, man, I'm not being no fucking dishwasher. And then I went up to TGIF Fridays. I'm glad I didn't have that job, man. They had so many women there. At that time, I had no self-control. I would have grabbed one of them bitches asses back in those days. They was just out. They had the, they had the asses out, titties out, you know, waitresses and shit. But yeah, TGIF, man, what the fuck? You know, one time I got stoned. Speaking of getting stoned, I'm lighting this joint up. <laughs> fuck am I talking about? I'm not doing an episode later on today, so I might as well get stoned now before I have to go back in here and finish fucking power. I'm power washing bathrooms, guys. How exciting. But just to connect the TGIF story, I remember I was stoned probably like a couple weeks ago. 
I was stoned and I only had like twenty five dollars to my name. So I go to so I go to Acme. And they had these wings from uh, TGIF Fridays, these barbecue wings. I put those bitches in the air fryer. I'm telling you, man, there's there's pizzerias that should be shot and killed because this fucking TGIF, it was like a box of like 25 wings, man. I put those shits in the air fryer. They got real crispy. The barbecue sauce was real good. I'm like, man, this is better than pizzerias. If these niggas at TGIF Friday made chicken wings like that, I mean, shit, man. Y'all missed out. Y'all should have just made it fucking TGIF chicken wings, nigga. Because that shit, that shit was phenomenal. Little wing dings and shit. Anyway. Lots of red flags and bringing drama into turmoil into your life. Also, how, again, this proves why you take your time to get to know your girl before getting into an actual exclusive committed relationship. This is why you spend months, not one month like this girl wanted. And because pretty quickly, after a while, the honeymoon period fades, and you'll see who they really are as this guy does here. And three, nothing happens, nothing good happens at TGI Fridays when a girl does lots of shots, and you'll see this. Facts. So kick back, this is definitely an entertaining loss. Not a long story, but a good one. Says here, uh, hey, SSM. I'm not sure if this story would be SSM worthy, but your recent short video, She Insisted on Expensive Restaurant, left me inspired to tell the tale. Bro, brother, your story made the cut. Uh, this story is from the early 2000s, and I think it shows that crazy is timeless. Uh, the year was 2002. I was 21 years old, and I just gotten out of a committed relationship of three years. I've been living on the East Coast during this period, and I had to move back west as a result of the breakup. He says, yes, I know, smack. I think it means he, I, he, I'm smacking him because... He moved over to the East Coast to be with her. So, yeah, smack. Definitely. No, not, not a good idea, especially at that age. That age, you're, you're... Especially the East Coast, dog. Like, what the hell? Like, if some fine-ass bitch was from Cali and she was like, hey, move out to Cali with me and I'll take care of you, you know, in a fantasy world. That should never happen. I'll go, shit, I'm going to California, right? That's, that's, that's the first... I'm going to California. I'm not thinking about... Oh well, you know what about this? What about that? Like, no, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> bye bye, Jersey. Goodbye. Right. This nigga went to the East Coast. There ain't shit going on in the East Coast, besides corrupted politicians and weirdos. In the East Coast, I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Jersey. Criminal-based New Jersey. All right. There's nothing wonderful out here. The Northeast, forget about it. No disrespect to New York, but come on. I'll watch New York from a television set. I'm not going to fucking New York. What the? You know, starting your, the foundation of your life, not moving around for a chick. But he knows this. Once I got back, I was sworn to just relax and go slow. But I threw a profile out on a dating website, not really expecting much, but I figured it couldn't hurt to be able to look around. Yeah, you probably wanted to get laid, so that's probably why you did it, but not putting a whole lot of effort into it. <laughs> a few months went by, Well, one day I got an email from a girl that I'd known in high school via the dating website. We will call her E. She was Mexican, <laughs> e fiery personality, had a huge thing for Lincoln Park, and had an obvious crush on me in high school. During one of our classes together, she'd flashed me her bra on a dare, nice. and another time had, had tried to get me into the photographic nice. darkroom to make out. Nice. What are you gay? You didn't. You just didn't do it. Like, well, why, why didn't you? Is there something wrong with her? I guess she was ugly. You ever see those bitches that were ugly back in the day? And then you see them today, and you go, "What happened?" Like you know how it's like the Fifty Cent song, uh, "Wankster." Damn, homie. In high school, you was the man, homie. What the fuck happened to you? But it's the opposite. Because it's a woman. She used to be butt-ass ugly back in the day. And you see her and she's fine as fuck. And it's like, yo, what happened? What, 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 like, what process did you go through to become who you are today? Maybe that's the case. Maybe the bitch was just unattractive then. High school, I wasn't really interested. But given a few years, I figured we could try something casual and see how it went. Ah. So again, he's going for the low-hanging fruit. This girl reached out to him. Technically, that's not true. And I'm going to tell you why. He wasn't attract. It, it wasn't as if he was unattracted to the woman. 
He just wasn't interested at that time into the woman. Now, was this guy, could this guy be a Chad? Could he have like other bitches that wanted him and said that, well, these other women look better. Maybe I'll deal with them. Probably not. He was probably just like me, somebody in high school. I didn't get into a relationship until shit. See, I didn't get into a long term relationship to my senior year. And, but that first relationship was a long-term relationship. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. I'm a piece of shit. I just realized it. My first relationship, my first like actual relationship was like over two years, two and a half years. Or it was a year solid, broke up, and then it was this on and off shit for another year. And then I finally just called it quits. I'm like, yeah, I give up. It's not worth it. Cause the bitch I was dealing with was crazy. I mean, she was she was a she was a good person. She was a good person, and that's the only the. But I think it's like that with most guys. Like most guys don't want to kick the first bitches back in. Like yes, that's the first bitch. So of course, if you tell if you tell people that she's a terrible person, they're gonna look at you. Then like, why were you with her? What the? But the first one's always a little loopy. But there's always that uh the feels right it's always the feels the moments with the first one and there's no there was no real arguments i mean there was a couple arguments but it was nothing like yelling i never raised my voice at her never had to you know why because when i tell a bitch to shut the fuck up i tell him in this voice shut the fuck up i don't gotta why raise why raise your voice you're a man you gotta have some control let these retarded, sporadic bitches lose their temper. You're a man, all right? Keep it together. She's pursuing him, not the other way around. In high school, she clearly liked him, so it's like, eh, I'll probably get laid, no big deal, you know? But you'll see That's quickly, one way. All right. has some flags. That's, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. But then again, wouldn't that kind of be like, for a woman, let me just let me just mention it like this. So if the woman's interested in being with a guy, right? Woman's interested in being with the guy. Now, the guy's not really interested in her like that, so he kind of leaves her alone. A couple months, or in this case, they said a few years later after school, the guy initiates friends. How did like he initiates? them talking, hanging out, getting to know one another, and then it becomes casual, wouldn't a woman feel sort of like secondhand at that point? Because think about it. You were interested in the guy from high school, back from high school. He comes back. He, he and a woman was probably thinking, oh, this guy, you know, finally came back. He wanted a relationship or whatever. And all he wants is sex. Like, Women got to feel there has to be like a point to where it's like, am I really doing this? Like, like there has to be that point because it's like it's like a person like for a man, for a man, for example, I'll use me for an example. I remember there was this one chick that I was really interested in, but all she did was dick cheese. She dick teased. And then eventually I moved on. If that woman were to come back, regardless of how good looking she is now or whatever she's doing in life, if she were to come back and try to just initiate sex, I wouldn't fuck her. Because all I was trying to do back then was fuck her. Now you coming back trying to fuck me? Oh, nah. What the? Negative. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Because I've, 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 I've made this reference all the time. When it comes to the man, the male space, the manosphere, whatever the fuck it is, right? It's always the story of the man who was essentially nothing. Guys looked at him as a loser. Guys looked at him as a failure. Guys, when I say guys, I mean guys and women, right? Like, Everybody looked at him as nothing. He had to work for what he has gotten. He has a nice car now. He wears nice clothes. You know, he has a place here. He has a business there. And then out of nowhere, here come the women. 
How do you think that man feels? All he was trying to do was approach those women when he didn't have shit. Those women didn't see anything in him, but now they see money on him. Gangster. Now they see money on him. They don't, beforehand, they didn't see nothing in him. No masculinity, no attraction, no edge, all the shit that these bitches crave for, right? They didn't see that in him. But once he got up off his ass and had to deal with that burden of performance, he has a colder approach when it comes to women. Now he doesn't want anything to do with a lot of women because he knows the reason why they're around. It's about the it's about the resources that the man has. The character and all that shit for a woman, they'll say it's about personality, but let's let's read in between the lines here. Their fucking personality towards a man in translation is bankroll. All right. Payroll. (laughs) Personality equals payroll to modern women. Blacks. The first month was pretty good. It's called the honeymoon period. Of course, everything's good. She's on her best behavior. I wouldn't say it was awesome as there were red flags and personality differences. But as a casual thing, it wasn't a big deal. The SEX wasn't great, but was de- was decent, and given my odd working schedule, having someone to go to a late-night movie or eat at the local Denny's at 3 o'clock in the morning was a welcome addition. It was pretty easy to be around for most part, and I was enjoying myself. Again, he's not that into her, and she's way more into him. That, that is the ideal situation. The thing is... I'm glad he mentioned that, because I was just about to say that. It sounds bad. It sounds terrible to women until those women reach 35, <laughs> until those until those women reach their late 20s to 35 years old. And then they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a lot of if women listened, if women were 35 and up and listened, y'all would y'all would get a whole bunch of life lessons, wouldn't y'all? Because that's when you'll only understand what it is to like someone more than someone likes you. Most men deal with that in their teens, right? They got crushes. Some guys had the balls to approach women. And the guys that did that earlier on, they're nine times out of ten okay today. In whatever position they're in. Because they had that experience. They sort of dealt with it and got it out of their system. A lot of guys, they get emotionally attached to women early. And it's similar to what I said, I think, in the last episode that I shared this morning, last night where the man overinvests in a woman and a woman knows that the man is overinvesting in her and he has he has no advantage in that situation it's the man that can keep the women around without without spending all of his money without doing the most see a lot of guys believe that money talks and that's only to an extent Money talks, but women at least talk back if you're saying the right things. All right? <laughs> what the? Oh, you know what I mean? Money talks, but at least women talk back. I, I mean, money talks in terms of property. Women, women, and I hate to say it, most women today, they advertise themselves as property, unclaimed property. They advertise themselves as prostitutes. That's what they do. The man who capitalizes off of this shit is the man that spends the least amount of money and puts in the least amount of effort. Now, that being said, there's a trick into properly not putting in effort or accurately not putting in effort or accurately not giving a fuck. There is such thing. And what it is, is you, you, it's like how women, they they don't they want to know everything about the man, but they don't want to know it right away. Like they they want that they want that adventure. They want to be like Sherlock Holmes and figure you out themselves. But sometimes you got to give them little trinkets, little little pieces of information that they can pick up on. Once you fully express who you are to a woman, she she'll unless you are successful and you and you live a lifestyle that will just get a woman's attention she will want nothing to do with you if you tell her everything that you know every everything about yourself to her within the first two interactions she'll probably ghost you on the third or she she'll 
you'll, you'll try to initiate a date and she'll flake. Guaranteed. Uh, he did notice red flags. You all heard it. And there are varying degrees of red flags, but if they're the red flags that we all know, that's usually the time to, upon discovering this, to step away. By the second month, things began to get a bit weird. He had become more pushy about wanting a committed relationship. After one month, guys, in my opinion, wait a minute, relationship types. Wait, is this reversed? Am I that? Am I that retarded? Is it the woman to the guy, or is it the guy to the woman? I'm confused. Six months, and you can really get to know her. And if you have a gal you're dating, and if she is not willing to wait six months, then fine. Find somebody else. If you got a guy, if your guy has your shit together and have choices with women, you'll find that girl. Women will respect a guy they have to work hard to get. They don't respect things that come easy. Nice guys come easy, or a dime a dozen. But the high value guys, they got to work to get. Uh, she had insisted on me meeting her mother and brother. She tried to start leaving her personal effects in my place, but I shut that shit down oh, as soon as shit. I noticed. Good. Women always do this. They always leave their shit behind on purpose. That way they can... Did I talk about this? I talked about this a while back. I remember some bitch I was dealing with. I wasn't even really dealing with her. I was just kind of communicating. And, you know, when she was in the mood, you know, it's one of those situations, right? And I remember the last time I was dealing with this bitch, she left, she left a brawl in my car. Not my car right now. I had a, I forgot what the fuck I was driving then. Probably like an Acura. I think I had an Acura at that time. She left a brawl underneath the passenger seat. Right? I was trying to get with this other chick. And I wasn't with her or in a relationship with her, so it wasn't cheating. But I was really trying to get with this other chick. And this other chick wanted to go to like wanted to go to the liquor store and I was like come on so she hopped in she had her purse she sat it down underneath her foot and where she was sitting same place where of course you know where this is going the brawl was when she reached for her purse she pulled out the brawl and then she made a big deal about that and then from there it was mission fail for me I didn't achieve anything from that that brawl was the reason why and I failed the mission I failed the mission, all right? I was wrong by not fully cleaning out my vehicle. I was wrong for dealing with that bitch in the past, man. Happens to the best of us. Coming back and, you know, marking their territory, if you will. Even our trips have become less fun. When we go out to eat, she was a, a lot more on edge and kept bringing up friends who were in relationships. In movies, she seemed detached and uninvested. Even during sexy times, she seemed more interested in trying without a condom. Oh, shit. Again, I noticed the red flags, but didn't do too much of it since we were still casual. Danger. 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 That's like, that's alarms going off, man. Fuck a red flag, man. That's an air horn. Right? Jesus. She's trying to get the guy to go in, raw diddy bop. Oh, she's trying to have a kid. She must she must really be into this guy. I'm thinking it's the other way around with how it's being said, but maybe I'm just bugging the fuck out. I just smoked a little bit. I still have like maybe three three to four pools left of this Florida Kush. And I'm telling you, I've been smoking this shit for like the past. I didn't hold on. I didn't hold on to any of this shit, which was my plan. I bought this shit Saturday. There was seven pre-rolls in there, but the pre-rolls are 0.5. They're 0.5 pre-rolls, but they're stuffed to perfection. And the weed, the Florida Kush is on another level. Now, my plan was two, four, six. That's three days, two joints each. That was my plan going into the week, right? 
by the time I got into Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, by the time I started my new week, and I'm still, it's, it's Tuesday, I'm smoking my last joint. I only got into the week with three fucking joints. Out of fucking control, but completely worth it. Completely worth it. Tomorrow, different story. I may not even record tomorrow. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. All right? What the? I'm going to have to figure out a plan. I, I think I'm fucked until Sunday. Sunday evening. I've, I've talked about this before on the podcast. Just to let y'all know how real of a nigga that I am. I figured out that on Sunday, or not not necessarily on the on a day, a day before I get paid, right? I'll get paid a day before at like 6.15, 6.20 p.m. I got this shit down to a science damn near. I think eventually this time around, I'll know exactly what time I get paid the day before I actually get paid. And then I, I usually go to the dispensaries, right? I get my I get my pre-rolls, I get my joints. I'm actually slowing down on blunts. So just to be lazy and I feel like an adult when I buy pre-rolls cuz I don't have to like, you know, sit in my car and roll up a blunt like a criminal, like a savage, right? Cuz I'll do that. I've driven places, rolled blunts at the same time, you know, as long as you keep your hands, there's like this cuff in my car. And it's like a center center console, so I can kind of like in between my my windshield, not my windshield, my uh, steering wheel bottom portion. There's a good enough space to roll up a blunt, and I've done it. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed of it either. But this time around, I'm I'm putting the blunts down. I'm really jumping in. I'm really investing into new age technology and how to get fucked up, how to get high. I bought the THC pills like two weeks ago. I was about to buy them again, but I was like, fuck it. I want to actually smoke. But I'm going to invest more in the THC pills throughout the day. Because I had these ones. They're really good. Right? They're like vitamins almost. That's how potent this shit was. It was like fucking vitamins. Like I would go to work, start at seven, but I would go before I would go in. I popped like two, uh, five milligram. I think there were like five. No, there might have been 10. Two 10 milligram uh, THC pills, you know, take off. By the time I go on break at nine o'clock, I'm fucking fried. And I looked in the mirror like my eyes aren't red or anything. It's amazing. So I'm investing in that. I'm not buying the blunts anymore. I got to do something with this, uh, I gotta do something with this bush I have here. I'm gonna grow it though. I don't care. I'm gonna look like a Viking. I'm gonna walk the streets looking like a black Viking. You know what I mean? That's what I'm gonna do. And I had no intention to change that. Here he said she wanted to try without a condom. A sure way to trap you in a relationship for 18 years. Good of you not to. These are all things you should have cut ties and moved on. Because you would not that you were that into her anyway. Uh, towards the end of the second month, the SCX had tapered off to nothing, and the date nights had dwindled down to one night a week and Denny's. <laughs> At this point, I wouldn't even waste your time with her. I mean, why spend time with her? You're not getting any. She's either finding another prospect, and therefore she's spending less time with you, Cut. and, and uh, not interested in sleeping with you, or she's punishing you for not giving her giving her what she wants. So. It's nine times out of ten the latter, as most men would know, right? This is punishment. This is how women this is how women weaponize their bodies. This is how women weaponize sex. But then they'll tell you not to call them a sex object when they're weaponizing their sex appeal as women. What the come on now. Alright. Come on now. In her mind, I'll stop giving him the SCX and he'll commit to me and I'll get what I want. That's Slide. that's what's going on here. After a few weeks of this, I decided to ask E on a proper day out to a place we both liked. Smack. <laughs> Simp. She has backed off from you. 
you no longer have an ESCX when you have plenty of it early on. Peasant status. So why are you asking her out on a date rewarding? And while and while she's withholding the sex from the man, she's getting the sex from another. What the? <laughs> getting her back blown out on the side, telling the man that he got to earn it. This is this reminds me of, and you know, forgive me for for being blatantly honest when I say this. This is the 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 borderline of the dating culture and the hookup culture, meaning the same women who are out there fucking with other guys, they're on dating apps looking for relationships. And I don't know why people don't think think about that. Like, I don't know if that's like out of line for me to think that if a woman's blatantly out there in the hookup culture and she's having dick appointments with random guys, when she meets the guy she likes, she'll probably have the same treatment, right? No. She puts herself, she has this like princess peasant mindset, not the Madonna whore complex. It's a, is a princess peasant complex. Bitches are beautiful bums. Okay. Not all, 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 but most beautiful bums. How they make money. They make money with their bodies. You feel me? But don't call them a sex object. You gotta treat her like a lady. What the? You're giving her what she wants. You're you're showing her Set. she can pull this type of bullshit, Basura. and she gets what she wants. That's a mistake. Basura. But anyhow, he says uh, we take her to I take her to uh, TGI Fridays. Basura. It was a cold, rainy evening. Treat there was a lot of traffic on the car right over. And she probably felt fancy. That's a, that's how you know. That's how you know you got a bitch. You take a bitch to to a fucking. Take a bitch to, to KFC, my nigga. Take a bitch to uh, uh, Popeyes, you know, Chick Fil A. You know, that's like Disneyland. If a bitch is interested in you, that's like Disneyland to her. Some guys never experience that, where you just get a bitch a bottle of water and she looks at you sparkly eyed. Because at that point, it's not even about what you're giving her; it's about you being in her fucking company. You see what I mean? But bitches, it's a mixture of guys. And it's not even guys like, oh, well, these guys aren't players or nothing like that. That's That player shit is dead any fucking way. Most most guys who still got it, they still got it. But they're not even up, up front about it. Because they look at, you know, look at the Andrew Tate situation or the Hunter Biden situation. You know, Hunter Biden was just out here fucking bitches. Realistically, fucking bitches, <coughs> fucking bitches and having babies. Hunter Biden, if he wasn't, in fact, if he wasn't involved in politics, he would be celebrated and talked about in most black communities. Don't look at me like I'm fucked up. Let's be honest. Look at Bill Clinton. He got his dick sucked in the White House. Most of us, and I say the blacks, okay? Most of the blacks don't know anything about any other fucking president. But if they mention Bill Clinton, the first thing these Negroes are going to think about. And by the way, they've been incarcerating niggas anyway. So they incarcerate black folks. That's one. All right. They incarcerate... They incarcerate black people. Look at this guy. They incarcerate black people. I give up. <laughs> they incarcerate. They incarcerate fucking. They incarcerated the most black people in presidential history. But they don't know about that. I'm talking about blacks. And they voted for him. Just like Joe Biden. They voted for him. You see the pattern? Niggas don't know about these Democrats like that. What the? They got no idea about how they, how they look like, like the way that they sneak in and just take over, right? Like I'm almost done with this cheating story. Matter of fact, I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Forgive me. I got more important things to talk about. Fuck this shit.
it wasn't even a cheating story, you know, which is kind of against my whole thing here, but the way certain black folks know about Clinton, right? Oh, he got his dick sucked in the White House. Would he play, um, don't he play the trumpet or some shit? He does something that's black. He does something that's considered black to the black folk. Forgot what it was. They got a picture of him smoking a joint or some shit back in the day. I think it was him or Obama, one of them niggas. You know what I mean? Because it ain't a secret. Black people love... Like, Clinton was almost the black folks JFK in the 90s or some shit. Like, that's how blind these fucking niggas were, man. Really, they were that blind. I had this air conditioner on, on like damn near high the entire time. So if this episode's fucked up, I apologize, but it is what it is. I'm not even going to lie. Oh boy. But they, they used, they used certain people to promote, um, like I said, man, Joe Biden, you had Cardi B. But then Cardi B was kind of on the side of uh, Bernie Sanders, right? She wanted the free shit. What about the free shit? What the? That's Coonan. See that right there? That's Coonan. That's tap dancing. You tap dance for massa when you want some shekels. And she was trying to get free shit. Here you got a goddamn celebrity. By the way, a woman was considered woman of the year. I want to say 2019 or 2020. One of those years. I don't remember. I forgot which magazine anyway. Like it fucking matters. But that's noteworthy. Um, Was pretty much asking. I think Joe Biden's interview was the same. Except Joe Biden didn't know where the fuck he was at. He was just giggling and laughing the whole time. And this reminds me, there's like a two way, there's two ways to pandering, right? There's two ways to pandering. Like the tap dancing that comes from the ones being pandered, right? And they just want, it's mostly like free shit, free opportunity, no work, nothing, nothing to get those opportunities. They just want the, they want the prize. Not the opportunity to earn the prize. Or should I say equal opportunity to earn the prize? Wink, wink. But they want the prize. They don't even want to work for it. So, these Democrats, not all of them, but a good portion of them that know that some of these black folks know nothing about politics. They can just ease on in. You know the Republicans are racist, right? That's the type of shit they go with. The Republicans, the Klan. What the? Y'all niggas are responsible for the Klan. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Okay? Y'all responsible for the burning cross. What the? Alright? Y'all were harassing blacks that were voting Republican. That's how the Klan started. But because the Negro is so uneducated today and doesn't have knowledge himself, he doesn't have knowledge of his surroundings. He'll be fooled by anything. Fooled and tricked by anything. And for what? Pennies. These people, they're out here tap dancing, cooning, shucking and jiving. That's real shit. They're out here really shucking and jiving. Um... The, the black Republicans or the black conservatives are like at the furthest from cooning. They're at the furthest area from cooning. Cooning is like legitimately selling yourself and selling your culture short. That's cooning. You become a sellout or you do all these things for uh, financial gain, right? 
And in the process of making all of the money, you sold all of the people out or you've made yourself look bad. You made your family, your friends, wherever you from look bad, shit like that. To me, that's cooning, right? Asking a politician on behalf, and, and this is how they this is how they organize it, the way that Malcolm X talked about it. This is how they organize it. Right? They get they get a black, they get one of these step and fetch it blacks that they just laugh at. Oh, he funny. He uneducated. He don't know how to spell. He funny. We like him. That's how white folks look at y'all. Not all. I mean, there are just some that just feel bad for you. And they'll always and those are the those are the ones that you gotta worry about. It's not the ones that will blatantly tell you that you ain't shit. You can you can honestly respect them. They shooting from the hip. It's the other people that'll scope you when you turn your back. Those are the people you gotta worry about, okay? All those fucking people, they're liberals, right? They're liberals, right? They look at every black as some potential criminal or someone who's uneducated, someone who needs proper guy. Look, listen, man. I've been in those circles. Now, not by not by choice, of course. It's a force of a uh, force of nature and just trying to make a living. So I've been in circles with these type of people. And I can honestly say I have zero respect for them. I don't have hatred towards them, but I have zero respect for them. Because some of their some of their kids. They're the ones strung out on heroin. They're the ones strung out on uh, pain medication, um, whatever. What the all types of shit? Fentanyl. Them niggas off of that. They snorting that, shooting that, smoking that, whatever they doing to it. They doing it. Dropping like flies. And who they blame? They blame the blacks. Must have been the blacks. Right. Niggas like, see, and this is the problem. This is why I said before. So this whole opioid epidemic that's been going on for I don't know how long. And now you tie this into the whole fentanyl shit that's now, you know, being the talk of the town, as they would say. I mean, you got a deadly concoction that's that's killing the people. Right. So while that's going on. You have a president that's just, just think about it like this. You got a president. He ain't doing shit. He don't know what day it is. He don't know how to get downstairs. He's pathetic, right? There's no other way to look at him. He's pathetic. Whatever compassion you have for him, it's like a compassion that you have for like a withering animal, like like a, like a dog you had for years that's going to pass away. and You know it and your connection to the dog and and from a puppy to what it's now and that whole situation. You see what I mean? That's how you look at Biden. He's fucking gone. He doesn't know where he's at. How y'all vote him in? That's my question I want to ask, especially the white people. I mean, blacks, I guess I get it. I guess I was one of the lucky ones. I didn't fall for the bullshit. But I wanted to ask the whites, like, what the fuck made y'all not choose Trump over this old nigga? What the? Y'all was out here having parades, doing the cha-cha slide, the electric slide, the Laffy Taffy, the Dougie, the Stinky Leg, okay? The Robert Kelly two-step. Y'all was doing the R. Kelly. Y'all still listening to R. Kelly? Bunch of perverts. Bunch of demons. Perverts, man. Despicable. Basura, right? Disgusting. But yeah. Y'all still y'all y'all was on board with this shit. Now look where we at. And fuck these. See me like the whole cheating stories thing. I like the cheating stories because of how stupid men are, and just how treacherous, and just how venomous, and just how disposable a lot of these women are. And there'll be women 18, 20 years married, and then she fuck around and do that. Give me a break. You know what I mean? What the? All y'all niggas, man, y'all taking L's. I pray for y'all sincerely. Y'all gonna be all right? Just one day at a time and all that shit and whatnot. 
right? I'm drinking some of this fucking generic Coca-Cola and it's so fucking trifling. <laughs> like, yo, it's so nasty. <laughs> I was drinking it frozen earlier today. It tastes really good. But of course, since it got, it thawed out a bit, <clears throat> got very flat, very trifling, just like these women. And that's like, oh, that's, that's the only reason I check out the cheating stories. Just to end that conversation. So I'm about to get ready to go in here and um, continue power washing bathrooms. That's right. I am power washing bathrooms today. I'm having a hoot and nanny of a time. Really, I'm not. I'm not really complaining because it's you point and it's a power wash, so it does the rest. So I don't gotta like literally scrub anything. So there's that. But yeah. I started off wanting to talk about that, but then like this stupid ass article I went over it became such a big deal. I didn't really go over it. I just thought it would be interesting. I was wrong. I apologize for that. The video that I thought would be kind of more interesting, it wasn't. And I also apologize for that. No disrespect to strong, successful male. He has a lot of good stories about, you know, cheating spouses and all that crazy, goofy shit. If you want to check that out. I'm going to definitely incorporate uh, a good portion of his shit to the podcast as well. Fair use and support the content creators and whatnot. But anyway, for me, it's the end of another day because I'm not I'm not going to be doing nothing until tomorrow during break. And I'm not going to have that uploaded until about uh, probably 430 or five o'clock tomorrow. I'm going to have this uploaded tonight I guess why not just relax for the rest of the day don't got no more fucking herb to smoke what the a nigga out of pot man like a car like like a a car out of gas I got 34 miles until I'm on empty anyway so that's kind of connected but yeah gonna be taking it easy this week for sure. Get all these. This is all my work keys, guys. It's all my diamond chains, right? Imagine that. It's all my jewelry. All y'all feminine niggas out there. Yeah, this is all my jewelry right here, son. Anyway, Jersey Judah with a random break time shenanigans type of episode. And by the way, I was beeping my horn back and forth with my boss. Because he's a piece of shit. Jersey Judah with another episode. Another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.